Hello and welcome to Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. I am your host, Vicky Midwood, and I am bringing you this podcast bi-weekly. We will be talking to guests and I will be talking on my own alternately all about subjects that we want to bring to the forefront of conversations. This is non-censored stuff on subjects that perhaps we don't talk about enough and I truly believe that nothing should be taboo and the more we can talk about things, the more we can bring things into the open, the more we can be totally honest about how we feel and what we think without worrying about judgment from other people, the better. So thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. I am your host, Vicky Midwood, and I am delighted and equally excited to have with me Amanda, who has suffered for fibromyalgia for a number of years, and quite frankly, is mad as a hatter, and she's going to share with us some of her story. Welcome, Amanda. It's great to have you here. The floor is yours. Thank you, Vicky. Nice to see you again. Um, okay, so oh, fibromyalgia. I was just—it was just before I was turning thirty. I'd gone almost two years of having numerous tests with doctors. Um, you know, is it carpal tunnel? Is it this? Is it that? And nobody was coming up with an answer. And then my last appointment was with a rheumatologist. Amazing woman. just so calm just she observed me that's the only way I I can describe it she observed me and she said and this is one thing that a lot of people don't know about people with fibromyalgia is we struggle to manage our body temperature and one of the most disgusting things is we get sweaty hands Right. So that's really interesting. So when you when you first went to get some help and people weren't knowing what it was, was that one of the things that you went with or was it something else? Because you said carpal tunnel. So I'm guessing it was. I I was working in an office, so doing a lot of computer work. So that that was the big thing that everybody tested for. So I had water tablets. I had injections into my wrists, which oh. Yeah, not pleasant. Um, oh, the thought oh. of it's just made me squirm. <laughs> I know. Um, and it was just meeting my rheumatologist and she shook my hand. And I sort of went, oh, really sorry about that. It's, you know. Um, and she said, do you often have sort of wet hands? And I went, yeah. And I just assumed it's nervousness or just one of those things. Right. Um, and she started to ask me questions about, you know, what the symptoms, not just about the joint pain, which is what everybody had tested me on, right. but just about my life and tiredness and, you know, numerous things. And at the end of it, she said, I think I understand what's happening with you. I was like, hmm, that'd be great. Someone could at last, you know, tell me yeah. why why this is happening. Uh, and that's when she explained about fibromyalgia. Right. So our, for our people listening, can you give us a kind of layman's description, if if it's possible, of mm. what is, I've, which is not that easy to do, I know. but It isn't. Considering I've had fibromyalgia for over 20 years now, 
I am still not an expert. I'm still learning things every day. And I'll tell you an example of that in a bit. So fibromyalgia is pain. Pain of the nerve ends, of the fibros. I mean, myalgia is basically pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there are key pain points, as you would expect. Um, it can be knees, elbows, various parts in your body. But there are days where it feels like it's every nerve ending. Wow, wow. That is... And, and the pain itself, some days it stops me in my tracks. I, I will fall to the floor because I've got shooting pain through one set of joints or just my hip. But then there's other days where it's like you've walked through a bed of nettles. Ooh. And if everyone remembers what it's like to have that, but it's all over the body. And it just doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. I mean, I I practice massage, self-massage, just to try and almost numb, numb the sort of receptors. Right. Um, use oil, body lotion, something like that. And sometimes it alleviates it, and other days it just doesn't. It does nothing. Um, I remember my – well, I went to see my GP – um, who got my um, diagnosis, he said, well, we'll get you on antidepressants straight away. And I was like, sorry. It was like, because back in the day, it was thought because if you weren't having proper sleep, that meant the body wasn't healing itself. Okay, which kind of, yeah, we know yeah. that there is a big link to that, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, um, and... He said to me, how often do you dream? Well, I thought that was a daft question. Um, and I said, I can't remember the last time I dreamt. And he was like, okay, well, we're going to put you in for a sleep study as well. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So one of the other common things for fibromyalgia is you don't have that REM part of your sleep. Right, and that's a key part. That is a, a key, key part because that's the that's the sort of – lighter sleep but it's the healing sleep absolutely um and i had my sleep study and i i don't rem i rarely rem i if i have a dream i wake up and go oh my god you know that's so unusual right i go straight into deep sleep gosh that is unusual yeah so i didn't know that so this is really interesting stuff about about fibromyalgia because people don't even link it to anything to do yeah. with sleep and recognizing that if your body doesn't get that REM sleep of which there are three phases yeah. um, and we need to go into all of those phases to to allow the body to recharge to reset hormones to repair yeah. to all of that so that's not happening in fibromyalgia wow yeah and I can't say that applies to everybody but it is a common symptom right that I know and during the sleep study they said well it might take you a little while to nod off because I was in a lab yeah I was hooked up and I went like that did you yeah they had to wake me up and I'm guessing that that's unusual because I would imagine that most people with all these electrodes and stuff yeah. stuck to them take forever to get to sleep yeah, yeah. I suppose the one I'm not sure benefit is the word but um I can sleep anywhere 
I am constantly tired, as are most people with fibromyalgia. So my morning pattern is I will get up, and sometimes waking up isn't an issue, but I'll wake up tired. I'll then, I have a routine in the morning to get me to get to the shower, have my shower, get dressed. I sometimes need to take a rest before I even try to dry my hair, because obviously holding a hairdryer can be quite tiring. Right. Wow. Um, Yeah. There's... There's all of the things that we just take for granted of having a shower, washing your hair, each phase of that is almost a a major operation in of itself. And you may need to just take a breather after each one. And I think this is the stuff that people don't understand. And the interesting part, I think, that people find is you had to work this out for yourself, Amanda, didn't you? Nobody kind of told you that or this this is what to expect and you you might have this and you might have that and it's all linked you had to kind of understand that all of these very seemingly not linked issues were in fact part of yeah yeah I did because after my doctor's appointment I mean during the appointment he said to me you either need to move to somewhere like Portugal and I laughed and said oh is the NHS going to pay for that what was his reasoning behind that? The sunshine. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it was the. It wasn't too hot and it wasn't too cold. Right. It was, it a, was a Goldilocks. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. right. <laughs> exactly. Um, because again, that moderating your own body temperature. Body temperature. Aspect. Yeah. Right. Um, and the other thing, once he'd given me my prescription for antidepressants, he gave Seriously? me a leaflet. Yeah. <laughs> he gave me a leaflet. I'm just um, cringing. It's a good job people can't see my face, well, you can, but Jesus Christ. It's the um, go to for everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I remember I had to speak to my work. I mean, thankfully, very understanding. But I had to tell them that I'm going to be on antidepressants. I'm not sure how it's going to impact me. Right. Um, and actually, what it did meant I was awake all night and asleep all day. No. And this is something that I'm guessing that people don't necessarily understand when they get given a prescription of antidepressants. Mm. A, they don't kick in straight away. Yeah. And B, that oftentimes, depending on when you take them, they can affect you during the daytime and really affect your sleep pattern. And obviously that was the case for you. For somebody who's yeah. not getting quality sleep anyway, that's a big no-no. I know, because then I was trying to stay awake in the day because, you know, you, you're you awake in the day. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a chance. I got the leaflet, and his passing shot is you probably need to find a desk job right. because you're likely to end up in a wheelchair at some point. Wow. And that was it. That was my introduction to fibromyalgia. Goodness gracious me. So... When you left with prescription in hand and being told that, what was going through your head? How did you feel? Um, Well, I was due to get married later that year. Right, right. Oh, my goodness. And the the first person I rang, I always do when something like that happens, was my mum. Good Um, old mum. Yeah. um, And I was like, oh, see, I'm, I'm getting quite emotional thinking about it yeah because I remember thinking this is the end 
Oh no. Oh Amanda, I'm I'm going goosebumpy. You're yeah, this is yeah. like it's such a life-changing thing to be told. And how the heck wow. So how yeah. did mum take it? She was like, think of this as a positive. You have a diagnosis. An amazing lady. Yeah. She said, We will help you with anything you need. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And it's not insurmountable. We'll, we'll get through this. You know, we, we can do research. We can look at, you know, talking to other doctors. Great. Don't worry. What a superstar. Thank goodness that you had a mom who was so positive and yeah. could help you to perhaps just see things from a slightly different perspective. And, and as soon as you start talking to your mum, or I do, when, when it's things like that, because normally I'm not an emotional person. <laughs> Some people question whether I have a heart sometimes, but... We know soon, you. <laughs> as soon as I start talking to my mum, I'm like, Mum! Yeah. Um, the next conversation I had with, was with my then fiancé. Right. And I said, look this is potentially going to be life-changing. Mm -hmm. Don't expect you to marry me, you know, with this diagnosis. Because I said, I don't know what it means. I don't know how it's going to affect me. I, I know nothing at the moment. And all he went was, oh, don't be daft. He said, you're mad anyway. It'll just be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. So you've yeah. got two incredibly supportive people around you. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. So that was, well, just early 2000 and since then I have used my body as a, an experiment almost I keep a diary I keep a food diary though sometimes I can't bear looking at that <laughs> <laughs> like, did I really eat that yeah um, is this because you worked out that you figured there were certain foods that, that created issues and other ones perhaps not so much? Yeah. The other job, because the problem with fibromyalgia, other than the pain, is that it's made up of lots of different symptoms. It yeah. isn't just, oh, if you have that, you must have fibromyalgia. No. I have IBS. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm fatigued, I get pain. My rheumatology said the problem with having rheumatic pain, and that's what it is, yeah. but it's not rheumatic, yes. is that there isn't a cure. And don't forget, we're going back 20-odd years ago. Yeah. If you had rheumatoid arthritis, she said, that'd be great because there are drugs out there for it. But she said, you don't. You have the pain of rheumatoid arthritis. Right. And and just to help people to understand that there's osteoarthritis and there's rheumatoid arthritis. And actually, rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune-derived version. Yeah. And so you definitely can get help, whereas the osteoarthritis, unfortunately, not so much. Yeah. But the pain that's associated with it and, and with all autoimmune diseases means, quite rightly so, it's linked to your gut function. Yeah. So hence IBS and it being a very good idea to keep a, a food diary so that you know what works with your body and what really does not. Yeah. I mean, I worked out very soon that I do also have IBS. Yeah. So I have no dairy, no cheese, 
not it. I mean, I'm vegan now, but right. back in you the day, then. <laughs> no, back in the day, I certainly wasn't. Um, but I knew that I was sensitive to dairy, and it embarrassingly so. Um, right. I also, and this is something I've only just found out, even though I've suffered with it for ages. I have an issue with swallowing. Right. I have a lump in my throat. And I spoke to my doctor a few years ago and he said, and I'm sure you'll tear your hair out of this, oh, you've got too much acid reflux. Yes. Uh, and I know because we've had conversations yeah. about this. Um, and what it is, is there are times when I may have eaten earlier in the day, but it's stuck in my throat. I don't know. It doesn't feel stuck. It doesn't feel stuck. But sometimes if I bend over to pick something up, right, it comes out. It comes out. There it was, lurking yep. there all the time. Not even throwing up, not even, I'm sure we've all thrown up at some point, not even that where, you know, your body's ejecting it, it just comes out. It comes out, yeah, yeah. And literally, I, I belong to a Facebook group for five people with fibromyalgia. That's the That's the sort of extent of me joining anything i belong right. to that facebook group and i sort of just watch some of the posts rarely join in until two weeks ago somebody mentioned having the same issue and then okay. lo and behold so many people yeah, i have that i have right. that and i was like wasn't quite the sort of um response most people did but i just went holy crap i have the same thing i've had it for years my doctor said it was my acid reflux. Yeah. And then just listening to, it, you know, what everybody had been told by their own GPs, other people have done, um, you know, their own sort of exploration and, uh, and what have you. And just, it's ridiculous. Now, I've had this for years and I didn't even think it was remotely anything to do with fibromyalgia. Right. And this is where you, you, you know, this is why our conversation when we when we met, because yeah. um, just to put people in the picture, Amanda and I met at a health retreat <laughs> and uh, we got talking about this. And that's that's why I asked you to, to come and talk to to our listeners here. But the fascinating thing was that there were so many things that you just weren't told and you weren't yeah. sure was it a completely separate issue and should you be concerned about it or was it actually linked to the fibro? and just finding out information and facts apart from a group like the Facebook group it was like well where could you go and as you yeah. said right at the beginning 20 years ago there wasn't even Facebook book groups back then yeah. so this is something that you've had to kind of to figure out very much for yourself but you decided and this is why I wanted to to ask you to come on because you decided to come at it from a point of curiosity rather from a point of being a victim and it's all terrible but that being said for the first few years i'm guessing that there was an awful lot of roller coaster emotions going on i did whatever my doctors told me in the first few years right and um, because you trust your doctors yeah. um i can't even remember all the meds i remember i was put on amitriptyline Right. And I was still on antidepressants. Every time I went to the doctors with a new pain or ache, they'd like, oh, well, keep a pain diary or keep a food diary or, you know, and I'd be like, here, it's here. I almost think 
that, certainly my GP, um, says that to give them space to think. Yeah, I'm sure you're absolutely right, because the, the honest truth is they don't know. And, mm. you know, definitely 18 plus years ago, when you were very much in your early days, they really did not know half as much as, as they do now. And a lot of what we know is is still being researched because yeah. this is a confusing thing with fibro. There are so many different ways of it showing up. And is it all part of the same thing or is it different? Exactly. And this is where you get kind of questioning yourself and the GP questions themselves as well, don't they? Yeah. And, and the biggest concern I had was not wanting to almost have on my file, oh, this woman's a hypochondriac. Right. You know, she just, I stopped going. I stopped going to my GP um, because I just felt I was being given the same answers. Mm. The meds, oh, I increased. I mean, I'm overweight at the moment and I know I am, but the meds just, oh, I was like a balloon. I saw a picture of myself and I was like, oh, who's that? And I thought, my God, that's me. And, and that doesn't do yourself worth any good when you're no. already in pain and then you look and you don't like what you see in the mirror just on top of it all. Oh, God, yeah. And if you're in pain and you're overweight... It makes it worse. Yeah, because yeah. you're putting more pressure on. Now, yeah. when I was first diagnosed, I was at the gym three times a week. I did long-distance running. I did long-distance bike ride. I did the London to Brighton bike marathon. Wow. Which Mind you, trying to go up the hill just before you get into Brighton, I said never again. But <laughs> I used to do long distance. I was never good at sprinting at school. I was right. good at the sort of longevity. Yeah. yeah. And all that stopped. Can I ask you, is it because you got the diagnosis and you were told um, that you couldn't do these things? Or did you actually find that your body was going, uh, no, this is not happening? I was struggling to walk up the stairs. I still oh, wow. do sometimes. Um, right. And it was just like, why do I feel like I've I've got the strength of a baby? Right. It, wow. it, I was I was clinging on to the walls to climb up the stairs. I was sometimes putting my shoes on was a struggle. I've got lots of slip-ons at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> and hence you adapt. Um, you know, it's it's ridiculous. But then there's some days that I feel absolutely fine. Right. Can I ask how were work in supporting you with you know, going for doctor's visits and just in general about what was happening for you? Well, I, I was very fortunate. So at the time I started working in HR for a public sector organisation and I was good friends with the occupational health nurse that we had. Right. She had a, a room a couple of offices down from me. And um, so she was very engaged in making sure I was protected. Great. So just to let people who are listening know, um, an occupational health nurse does, does what? Well, she looks at health issues in relation to the workplace. Right. And so, they, they look at things like your desk setup, don't they? Yeah, and and yeah. where you're sitting and yeah, all sitting that kind of stuff. Good, yeah. yeah, good practice. She also does then assessments on job roles, if you've got a particular illness and how workplace can make adjustments, etc. Um right. and then I'll give her first name because 
who knows, it, it, you know, I don't want to name her. And then she hears this sort of um, separately, but her name's Veronica. Um, and she was just like, we'll sort this. This okay. isn't the end of the world. We'll, you know, we'll do what we need to do. And admittedly, one of my managers was a bit more like, actually, we need you here, regardless right. kind of thing. And, mm. and Veronica was a lion. You know, she it's was. good to have a lion on your side. It is. Someone who actually said, you are worth this time, this effort, this care. Don't right. let them tell you that actually... You know, no, you can't keep getting up and down from your desk just to sort of stretch your joints. And no, you can't ask to be moved to a different desk just so you're away from the air conditioning. And, you know, things like that where people because as most people might know that fibromyalgia is pretty much an invisible condition. Yeah, and that's this is the thing. You don't. What does somebody with fibromyalgia look like? Well, just like anybody else. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. unless I'm having to use a walking stick, and I have a collapsible one that I do carry around with me, um, you probably couldn't tell. Right. And so this is what makes it, I suppose, much much more difficult for some people in working environments to understand that there is actually an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Because. You know, I, I'm just me. And sometimes people might come and pat me on the back and one day that's fine. The other day I'm in absolute pain. Right. Did you, one of the things that you talked about, which I, I found interesting and and fascinating in, in equal measure, was you talked about these shooting pains and especially like head pains and migraines and stuff like that. Because I think that's always one of the things that no matter who we are, if we get a horrendous head pain our brain immediately goes to something major doesn't it yeah. like a brain tumor or something yeah. and so explain to us what you were sharing whilst we were away about your experience with that okay so the pains i get are quite severe i get a shooting pain usually down my right side of my head sometimes it goes as far as to my hip Sometimes it goes to the ankle. Wow. Other days I just get shooting head pains and it doesn't go anywhere else. Right. And after the first couple, I, yeah, I, I went back to my doctors and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's one of the symptoms. I'm wow. like, okay, anything I can do about it? Mm. Mm, not really. Okay. Gosh. Thank you. Thank you for that. No help. But, you know, thank you for reassuring me that I'm not dying. Because right, yeah. that is the crux. If anybody out there has fibromyalgia, one of my key light bulb moments was that it's just pain. I am not dying. Right. Because some of that pain feels like that is the end of the world. Wow. And that's something that it's so difficult for those of us who have never experienced that kind of pain to even get our heads around what, what that can be like. Yeah. And and not knowing how long it's going to last for or even when it's going to come on because it just yeah. can take you by surprise, can't it? Yeah, yeah. I've had it in some interesting situations. Maybe I've been doing a presentation, but I'm quite open. I'm saying, 
just I need five minutes. You know, right. I'm, you know, I have fibromyalgia. I'm just having a bit of shooting pain. Just let me deal with this wave. Right, we're back in the room. Um, but you now have had it for 20, 22 years. Yes. And so you've gotten kind of very familiar with how you manage it and, and what happens. Yeah. But in those early days when you were getting all these new symptoms, how, how good were you at, at kind of managing it and kind of saying to people, what was it like? Um, early days, it was a little bit like, well, I don't know what's going to happen next. Right. I just knew that every time I had a new pain or a new symptom, and I went to my GPs and they were like, oh, it's just your fibromyalgia. I'd walk out of there feeling really alone. And I think that's so important for people to, to take on board. And this is why talking about it yeah. is, is important and trying to, you know, join a group like a Facebook group, whether there are other people in there who actually understand what it is that you're talking about and can, can relate to it. Because unfortunately, the majority of people just cannot, can they? And the other interesting thing my GP told me in the early days is that even though you should be on some sort of pain management, I would advise you strongly not to. Okay, because, that's interesting. Because if you start taking tablets now, mm. certainly sort of at the time I was well versed with Neurofen. Um, right, yeah. That was my, my go-to. And he said, if you keep taking that over a prolonged period, you'll end up with stomach ulcers yeah, and exactly. the pain relief won't be as effective. Yeah. And this is one of those reasons why if you can manage to find different ways, whether it's alternative routes, whether it's acupuncture, self-massage, you've mentioned yeah. reflexology, yeah. cranial massage, all of those yeah. things, yeah. essential oils are all really really helpful alternatives to to managing the pain because going down the route of of ibuprofen paracetamol and all of those kinds of things absolutely annihilates you got and we've already got got issues going on so yeah. plus it doesn't help the pain and we can then end up getting addicted to yeah. those and yeah. Um, yeah so it's a road you didn't go down and thank goodness you had a, a gp that said it's not a good plan brilliant I mean, it, at the time, I was like, well, that's no blooming use. What what do I do? I use, when it's bad, I use a gel on right. the particular area. But it's usually when it's my knees, my hips, my elbows, you know, those key joint areas. Yeah. yeah. I use a bit of acupressure when it's the head. Yeah. And and that helps. But that's self-taught. This isn't, you know, I've, I've, I've just bit of google i love google um but i i will do that and say actually i, I will try that um yeah. something else that i have recently got into is tapping tapping's amazing so that's something that just um people may have heard me talk about tapping because i use it for anxiety with with my clients and it absolutely helps with alleviating cravings and but tapping works on the same meridians as, as acupuncture and reflexology but it's something that you can do yourself and it's very quick isn't it yeah 
So it's, a, it's, it's emotional freedom technique. It's now known as, as tapping and it's very, very easy to do. So do you tap in a specific way or do you just start tapping? I have a app and I, I won't promote the particular one I use because you find whichever suits you. Absolutely. But I use, I use um, the set tapping programs Great. Um, mainly for sleep and right. it is brilliant. Yeah. Because the active mind and, you know, the worst thing is knowing that you should be asleep, but you can't mm. get to sleep and your brain's just going, why aren't I sleeping? I should be asleep. Come on, Amanda, sleep, sleep. sleep. Yeah. And it's like, no, you you know, and I don't like getting up. Some people say, well, get up and maybe watch a bit of TV or do something. If I wake up, my cats will be awake and they'll be like, right, that's another hour of me trying yeah. to get to sleep. And, and actually that advice is based upon people who don't actually know anything about sleep. Because once you get up and you put the TV on and you've got that blue light coming back in, yeah. then it hits the back of your eye and now your eye thinks it's daytime and it's time to yeah. be up and awake. So it's not going to send you to sleep at all. Yeah. <laughs> So tapping's been a, I mean, I've only been using that for a couple of months now, but it has made a difference so that when I find myself in that two o'clock in the morning and I know I haven't been asleep, I know that I could just use that and I'll be asleep in five minutes and it, it just works. I yeah. can't recommend it highly enough. And this is, I think, something that we want to encourage people is, is there is no one modality that you always go to is going to be a, a variety of things and it's allowing yourself isn't it to to try different things and seeing what works and sometimes it might work some days and sometimes not so you try something else uh, yeah. and it's being open to doing that if if people want to find the facebook app uh, sorry facebook group is it what is it is it just called fibromyalgia support what what is the group i'm, I'm gonna have a have to have a look because uh, All right i'll put the links in in the show notes so in terms of of what you do do you actually help other people with this or is it just something that you just get on with and and you're too busy in your own job doing what you do I get on with it and that's I'm not a big joiner of groups which the way you and I met was you know quite amusing because that was a group was, um, yeah. even though we rebelled yeah. <laughs> I'm not um, a big joiner of groups though either so to be no, fun, to be fair so it's probably why we got on <laughs> yeah and the difficulty with fibromyalgia is everybody experiences experiences it in a different way so be working in HR I have had um, cases with employees who've said oh I've got this I can't do anything um, and even though you don't share personal information I will happily say look I've got it try this but find your own route it's not the end of the world you know you have to identify what stresses you could stress actually um, and even though I started off with a, a supportive husband and um, it didn't end in that way um, but I remember feeling after I got divorced, a lot of my body tension also lifted. I didn't understand that actually that constant feel of tightness was because I was stressed. I was very sort of, and it was, it was after that. And I was like, oh, okay. So that bit maybe was impacting my fibromyalgia. Who right. knew? 
and that's such an important point to remember because there are so many people who have still no idea stress is kind of bandied about isn't it yeah. so much as as being something that we just kind of are expected to deal with but it affects us so much i mean my daughter had horrific migraines and i you know wanted a proper diagnosis we wanted to know what was going on and i suspected it was to do with the stress and the pressure of school she insisted that she would rather be at school than in bed in the dark for four days in pain it, and it wasn't mm -hmm. school and actually it was when yeah. i took her out of school the migraines literally overnight dissipated and this is where you realize because you can't see stress it's like electricity you can't see it you can't feel it but it's it's there all the time in the background and it's having an effect and it's um, how you carry it as well yeah because that's what we do we carry stress it's not just an experience we carry it and i mean cellularly yeah just the fact that i recognize that the certain part of the pain that I was experiencing was linked to the stress I was experiencing in my marriage and I joke I say to people I'm happily divorced yeah. and I am but because yeah. I am experiencing less pain now I'm not advocating everybody get divorced you know <laughs> I'll join you on that though I'm very happily divorced too Amanda yeah. <laughs> go your own route but yeah. everybody is different. Now, just as a snapshot of my life, when I was diagnosed, I was temping in the role that I ended up doing permanently because I was saving up. I was training to be a stunt woman. Wow, I didn't know that. How yeah. exciting. So to be told that I needed a desk job and that I would end up in a wheelchair Whoa. at some point in my life was hard hitting. Now, where I am now, I'm 52. I can scuba dive with some adjustments and the key phrase is reasonable adjustments, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> those of you who've had a long-term disability, you will know that phrase. Right. Um, I can snow ski. Amazing. So it's you can you can do things, but you have to do it in moderation. Yeah. And you have to recognize that one day you might be jumping out of a plane. And hopefully the parachute will work because I've never tried that one. Not going to either. I was going to say, um, is, that, is that on your to-do list? No. But then the next week, you might just have to take it easy. Yeah. But it's about planning your life and going, yeah, I'm, my, I'm, my brain's alive. I'm still here. Life has not ended with right. my diagnosis. And I, it's having that positive mind yeah. to be able to give yourself permission to take it easy when your body yeah. says and and not feel guilty and push yourself because that's one of the worst things you can do isn't it to try and push yourself through because yeah. it'll just send you back even further yeah and the people around you need to understand that you might be fine in the morning let's go shopping yeah great then by the time you've got ready to go shopping you can't go shopping anymore. And that, I think, is the difficulty. Uh, people around you with the best intentions start to get annoyed that you cancel plans, that suddenly you're, you actually can't be around people because noise, light, anything else, that that hurts. Right. And, and gradually, it's like, oh, well, why bother? Why bother even suggesting it? And I've 
over the years, I've got a handful of friends, and I do mean I've got five friends wow. right. who understand me. As long yeah. as I'm honest and not try and make up some other reason, yeah. if I just go, it's the fibro, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, or maybe can we just flip it to do it a bit later or maybe tomorrow? Mm. As long as you're honest with them. Yeah. And that's that's the key, isn't it? But but that's about you knowing yourself and 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 having the confidence to to just say, you know what, it is what it is, yeah. and hey ho, yeah. <laughs> we have to just get on with it. Yeah. And you know, the message that I, I think you shared earlier is the most important message: is that it's not going to kill you. No. Sometimes the pain may feel like you're dying but you are not. And I think you've got to keep on constantly reminding yourself of that and that, knowing that, that it's, you know, yeah. it's not a death sentence and you can adapt yeah. and you can manage if you, yeah. like you said, plan, get curious and and allow yourself to, to find new ways of, yes. of dealing with stuff. Yeah. Use yourself as a Petri dish almost. Uh, <laughs> seriously. I mean, only you know the pain you feel and how it impacts you yeah. and stop trying to fit yourself into that round hole if you're a square peg yeah. find your own way forward now at this point in my life and you know it's been a while I am drug free I have no medication I'll use some topical pain relief but I will recognize that no matter how many meds I take that pain is still going to be back the next day or the next day. Right. And if I just mask it. It's not helpful. No. 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 And it, and again, it's that acceptance and you have accepted that, that this is what it is yeah. and you're now getting on with your life. And you've yeah. just you know clearly explained that it's not stopped you doing things like scuba diving and, and going skiing and and doing all of the stuff that okay you can't you you weren't a stunt person because you no. got old when you were in your 30s but it hasn't stopped you doing some of the stuff that you could potentially have been doing when no. you were doing that and the joy no. of of speaking to you was you talking about how you're you're going off here and you're doing all of these things and you you are planning your life and you're planning trips and you're still getting on with with doing stuff and i think that's the positivity that people need to be able to take away because you're not special and different are you to anybody no. else who has that no. diagnosis no. you've just chosen to look at it the way that you have and that's positively with curiosity and just not allowing it to become a way of of not living yeah because it's going to happen no matter what so there are things I want to do in my life I've just come back from Paris with my friend uh, we did a lot of walking and I was absolutely gobsmacked that I, yeah, I, I got a bit stiff. Um, and But the joy of it was we walked, we stopped, we had a, a glass of wine or we had coffee. All the things my GP said, Amanda, you shouldn't be having these. I'm like, ah. if life isn't lived the way you want it, then, yeah. you know, we just sat there in a chair doing nothing. And that's that's a waste. Absolutely. And and you're not in a wheelchair, as was yeah. predicted. Exactly. You use a walking stick as That's and when easy. you may need it. 
yeah. for a little bit of confidence support helps sometimes, but not yeah. all the time. Yeah. And and I think it's just a lovely, a lovely um positive tale of of something that so many people think is an end of life sentence and it just yeah. so isn't so if you could leave our listeners with with a sentence or a couple just to to wrap up with what would you say to somebody who uh who has maybe recently got a diagnosis or who has been living with it and has felt that 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 they have stopped living what would you say to them um you are not a victim this might have happened to you, but it doesn't have to define you. And it's just about mapping your own way forward. Because only you know how you feel on any given day and the support you need. And be honest with the people around you. You don't have to be polite about it, to be honest. I never am. If you want help, ask for it. Because if you don't ask, people are second-guessing you. And that that's the worst thing when someone tries to do something for me because they know I can't do it for myself. And I'm like, if I need your help, I will ask you and get out there and just start living some sort of life. It doesn't have to be the one that you envisage for yourself, because, you know, as I found out that life takes a funny route. But just get out there and engage with the world because it's still there and you can still do something. Fantastic. Love it. Get out there and engage with the world, folks, because you're only here once as far as we know. So you might as well make the most of it. Amanda, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on here. And for those people listening who want to know a little bit more about the Facebook group that Amanda talked about and just a little bit more about fibromyalgia in general i'll put some links that you can go and check out in the show notes so once again folks wherever you're listening whether it's evening daytime whatever have a great one you are the creator of your life create what you like and enjoy it 